following presentation is licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike Non-Commercial License. For more information on Creative Commons licensing, please visit www.creativecommons.org. Take two. Uh, do not panic, ladies and gentlemen. The casuals have taken control of the airwaves, this time with our microphones turned on. This is Casually Hardcore Live on alphageekradio.com. For Thursday the 14th of April 2016, this is Casually Hardcore and for the live listeners, they know this is our second attempt to begin this show, and I am no wise. And I am again Daxa. And I am Grail. And this time the people can hear you. <laughs> Yay. Cool. No wise can be taught. What is this plug in our microphones? Tab- our microphones were plugged you, in. You just hush woman, okay? <laughs> I disassembled the rig earlier in the week, and one of the gazintas wasn't plugged into the gazauda, and all is well now. The world can <laughs> hear us. We are being recorded. We are streaming to video. We are streaming to audio, though it looks like I totally screwed up the camera when I was busy plugging gazintas in the gazauda. So let me adjust that. Hi, I'm in frame now. Hello. Uh, welcome to Casually Hardcore. And <laughs> emphasis on the casual. This yeah, week. absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shut your filthy mouth. <laughs> so, it, as was prophesized, is time. The Gilligan period has been appropriately observed. It is time for us to speak about Batman versus Superman. Excuse me, Batman the Superman. Dawn of Justice. That was that which shall not be named. Uh, it shall be named because it needs to be dissected for what it is. And let us now speak about what it is and what it was and what it could have been. So cast your minds back to the the cheerleading section that was this show. Saying, DC, DC, go, go, go. We know you can do it. Warners, Warners, yay, yay, yay. You know, we know you can do it. <gasps> oh. I don't remember Were you quite being. The same show? Yeah, like I recall saying, I heard good things about Batman, so yeah. I'm going in it to see Batman, and everything else can, you know, do great or we suck. Had <laughs> and I was like, I can pass. Yeah. We had hopes. We had hopes, okay? There were hopes involved. No hopes. They were I had slight hopes. tenuous hopes. <laughs> yeah. The further and further into previews and uh, early release stuff we got. It was, yeah, it was kind of up and down. There was a lot of kind of misdirected information, and you weren't sure what exactly you were going to get, but well, let's, let's, signs let's, were let's pointing least, bad. Let us at least begin with... The good. Can't, well, that'll well, be fast. How about we begin at the beginning? <laughs> yeah. This movie lost me in about three Two minutes. minutes. Yeah. 
I gave it three. Go it on. Well, it starts off with the dream, dream sequence. Yeah. Well, first of all, you don't know it's a dream sequence. Right. Actually, backing up the truck, the, the obligatory spoiler alert, we're going to spoil the hell out of this. So if you have not seen Batman v Superman, you don't want to be spoiled at this late date. <laughs> you don't really want to see it Just anyway. Tune out. Yeah. yeah, you're you're good to skip this one. Yeah, so it actually Continue. starts off with the thing we've seen over and over A and over and over times. again with Bruce Wayne's family being killed in front of him. No, really? Which, yeah. when I when that... Was Bruce Wayne's family killed? When that started, I was like, ugh, again? I mean, we know this story. Babies come out of wombs knowing that Bruce Wayne's parents <laughs> were killed in an alley. We there, get there it. There were pearls involved, and yeah. We've seen it a million times. The phrase, done to death, comes to mind. Right. Yes. And So then yeah, go they ahead. go from that, right? Right. So you go from the, God, I've already seen this, to then... He starts, the bats come at him. Well, he runs from he the runs funeral. He runs from the funeral. Right. Falls, falls in a in hole. Right. Sees bats. The bats start coming towards him and trying to get out of the hole. And then he starts levitating like Jesus. Bat Jesus. <laughs> he was like Bat Jesus. And yeah. then they just lost me right there. That yeah. was probably, you're right, it's probably three minutes yeah. into it. Yeah. So, and then he wakes up. They at least then, hung a lantern on and said, oh, it was a dream. Yeah, but it... So this, to me, was their first huge missed opportunity. Uh, in that yes. they use this as... This and the fight in Metropolis that occurred during Man of Steel that they then go back through, except from, like, the ground-level view. Right. Uh, which was really... If I if there's... You know, that was a cool, well-done cool scene. scene. I totally was on board for cool that. Scene. Yes. yes. So that was cool. But they used his parents' death and that as the catalyst for why Batman acts like an irrational asshole in the entire throughout 90% yeah. of the movie. And One of the smartest men just yeah. loses completely all smarts. Right. And it just and like the one of the other things like and I wasn't sure who do you know who died in the building that he was so concerned about? Or was he just like random employee? He was that... random employee, trust, okay. trusted friend. Yeah. When he was like heading towards that building, I thought it was... Um, Alfred. Alfred in the building. Right. And that's the other thing, too. He was so concerned about this one random employee, but he treats Alfred like, whatever, old man, shut up. They, they did have a bit of... Well, I mean, I, I mean the, the Batman from the previous trilogy... He had kind of a contentious relationship with, with his Alfred as well. Alfred basically tired of trying to look out for the, the best for Master Bruce and being sure. constantly thwarted by Master Bruce being a risky idiot. Yeah. Um, so that, that through line, I, I had no problem being on board for. The... <sighs> but they still showed concern for each other. It was just sure. that there, there was a... It was a disconnect as to, you know, what they should be concerned about. But in this, I feel like he was just kind of dismissing Alfred outright. Because he was on a crusade. Yeah. He was, he was absolutely irrational. Alfred was completely right throughout this movie. Mm -hmm. You've gone off the rails. You need to dial it back about 75 levels here. 
but I also I am resigned to the fact that because of my experiences with you, because this is an older Batman, mm-hmm. that I know I have no hope of diverting you. All I can do is try and have you not die. So I'm going to work on your technology. Yeah. I'm going to make make a semi-abrasive comments to try and refocus you, but I'm not going to try and tell you no or tell you stop because I know that's it, futile. It was, I mean, and it, in just as it's hard to follow the trilogy of Batman movies as a new Batman, mm-hmm. it's hard to follow uh, the Alfred that Michael Caine portrayed in that trilogy. Yeah. Even though I like Jeremy Irons a lot, it's it's just a kind of, you know, it's an abrupt transition. So It was indeed. I, uh, you know, it wasn't by far the worst parts of this movie. Now, no. real quick, I want to get back to that opening scene. Okay. And Growly Bear is saying, well, the reason why Batman origin is why he hates people who kill people. And it was a good reason. And blah, blah, blah. So anyways, this is my point. He's had that as his motivation forever since he was 12. For becoming the Batman. For becoming Batman. That was why he became the Caped Crusader. And it has helped him through hard times. But the reason why he is so irrational is something they show for two seconds, which is Robin's costume spray painted by the Joker, leading you to the assumption that the Joker has killed Robin at this point. Right. Yes. If they had opened the movie with that, I would have been more on board. Suddenly, Batman acting in crazy, kind of crazy, Makes and sense. being so much more incited against. Uh, Superman would have made a ton more sense to me. To it me, would have I, been I had a exact, huge catalyst. That exact same reaction, completely missed opportunity. Yeah. Where they went with the, we're going to put in your face this thing you've seen. If you've only watched the live action films, you've seen this twice before. Right. If you watch the animated films, you've seen this like 19 times before. And instead, Instead, they could have gone with the, instead of the subtle, we're going to show you this background motivation of why Batman is where he is because we're going to kind of imply that he had an experience where he lost his, his ward to the Joker. That should have been the in-your-face part. Right. Yes. Where right. You, and you, there also, I mean, you, you also see it looks like the mansion's been burned down at this point as well. Right, so they're kind of, sort of, dovetailing on the Nolan Batmans right. in, a, in a way. Yeah. But but they could have even made that part of the killing of Robin if they yeah. wanted right. to. They could have really put together a situation where the Joker has pushed Batman over the edge at this point. Where he's completely, completely broken. Not even yeah. put him over the edge, just say, this is now a part of his background. Well, <laughs> yeah. No, but, in order for him to act the way he was acting in this movie, yeah, he definitely well, no. needed to be pushed. If they had over led the with him losing, you know, the, the Jason Todd Robin right. to right. the Joker, and then cut forward, you know, fifteen years mm-hmm. to him witnessing and being powerless to stop the destruction of Metropolis and, and the destruction of the Wayne Financial Building, that leads through beautifully. It didn't mm-hmm. even need to be 15 years. They could have had it been like you know, six months prior or something, right. but, as far as but, I'm but concerned. They went, but they went with this huge distance between, yes, when you were a child, you were powerless to stop this. Now fast forward decades, and you're powerless to stop it. They, they were trying to show us the, see, he hates being powerless, and Superman makes him powerless. Ooh, right. motivation, motivation. It was a very muddy, muddled motivation. Yeah. And it yeah. only comes out in deep discussion 
you don't get it during the viewing of the movie. So a lot of the stuff he does makes no damn sense. Right. Correct. Right. Now, within the framework of the character of Batman doing things that are wildly out of character <laughs> of the character we've known up until this point and doing things that basically make no sense, mm-hmm. I will give Ben Affleck massive props with what he was given to work with he did a damn fine job. He was one of the shining high points of this film for me. Well, I think he he I think he was so misused though. Yeah. He could have been so much better, but yes, I agree. And I actually don't think the any framework, of the actors except for Luther. Well, and yeah, that's a whole different topic. Played, but even played Luther anything. played the role that I think they intended him to play. It just wasn't It just Luther. was terrible. But Yeah. But nonetheless, yeah, I would say every actor. I didn't have any problem with any of the acting in nope. the film. Even Gal Gadot. And I thought I was going to have issues with her being tiny. But they tended to shoot her a lot from, like, down. So she looked And she was on freaking six-inch stiletto heels. And she was in very high heels. And so, no, I, I, I really, Gal Gadot, in the Diana Prince slash Wonder Woman role, I'm really looking forward to the Wonder Woman trilogy. All right, I'm going to keep us on task here. Let's, okay, right. let's finish out Batman. Finish okay. out Batman. Okay, so he acted well. I think he, he pulled off both the, the older Bruce Wayne and the, the Batman uh, really well. very effectively. Mm-hmm. Batman has one rule. He I, only has one rule. No guns and I don't kill. He doesn't kill. He doesn't kill people. That's, that's his one rule. Apparently, that only applies if he's not in a vehicle. Right, because yes. he murdered the crap out of some bad guys in this <laughs> yes, movie. Yes, he did. Like there was like no question, and I guess he did also blow up one guy who had the the flamethrower thingy. Yes, in right, the room, yes. but that wasn't so even in a vehicle. The, the term so, I'm seeing thrown around when referring to the Zack Snyder influenced DC Cinematic Universe is the DC murder verse, mm-hmm. because Superman murders. And Batman murders. Yeah. I think the only I, one with no blood on her hands is Wonder Woman at this point because she had Well, that's because she didn't have any human targets. She had around. no, yeah. you know, not enough screen time, but give her give her time. Right, yeah. I'm sure, you know, World War One, she's gonna be murdering people left and right. There will well, be the other thing too about you know, Batman murdering about Batman murdering people in, in the um when he's in a vehicle. Okay, he's pissed off at Superman because of the destruction. Yes. Yet he's going around shooting missiles. <laughs> yeah. Right. The amount of destruction that he <laughs> causes. And cars. Both fighting criminals and fighting Superman. And they mean he makes it a point to be like, oh, well, the, the island we're fighting on is abandoned or blah, blah, blah. But, you know. They did a lot of lip service to, yeah. oh, it's late at night, so the financial district is mostly abandoned. And we're right. over here on these old docks. That was total lip service to the people who were critical of Man yeah. of Steel for the wholesale murder of millions of people, if you do the math. Right. Now, back up, backing up a step, we on this show have praised the Dark Knight Returns mm-hmm. graphic novels and movie adaptations. Sure. If you go and you watch those... He's in kind of murder mode more than previously in those adaptations. So if we're going to praise those, we have to well, at least, no, at least, there's at least, a difference. At least I, I give was... this movie some small amount of leeway because it was 
based on that source material. And if we're going to say The Dark Knight Returns Part 1 and 2 are good, mm-hmm. then we have to give them a little bit of leeway for some deaths. But there but were, there were no murder in. sprees in The Dark Knight Returns. There yeah. were some and killings. You, ha- and you had reasons. Right. And, and it was mostly unavoidable collateral damage. Not even, even the simple fact of they had him branding felons. What was that? With the, well, that, with, that to me was the natural progression. Like if he was really unhinged, if you given him enough of a driver reason. to yeah. really break him from, you know, wanting to follow the path of justice or, or goodness, whatever. I think him torturing people was the right step. But him wholesaling murder doesn't That kind really of destroys the character. Fit. Yeah. It does. And having him tooling around with a grenade launcher um, and all the artillery. And you go back and you look at the Nolan films... Oh, yeah. Sure. And he had artillery on the Batmobile that he used against things. And but he, he didn't use it directly against people and vehicles filled with people. And this freaking he freaking harpooned a car full of living criminals. Yep. Dragged them along city streets and then used them as a blunt instrument to kill other criminals. Yep. <laughs> that yeah. sequence was where I was like, "Oh, Okay, this is a whole new, air quotes, dramatically reimagined Batman. Right. And as a, and I'm not even a DC fanboy. I am a Marvel fanboy, but I have a knowledge of the DC universe. (laughs) You're DC curious? I am DC curious. And that was enough to completely bring me out of the film and alienate me as a viewer of that ain't freaking Batman. Yeah, I just, it didn't fit. And again, well, as we go through the characters, I just get the feeling that Snyder and the writers, I don't know how many comic books they actually opened. They're dramatically updating the characters for 21st right. century audience. But I feel like they maybe just looked at covers and said, <laughs> okay, Shush. I think I got They're it. They're dramatically reimagining the characters for 21st century yeah. audience. So they're, it, they're that, going for ticket sales, not honoring the source material, and that's where no, they lost. But that's me. that's silly. I, I don't I don't know if I buy that because I think Marvel's already proven that you can get ticket sales by honoring the the source material. At this so. point, Marvel and freaking 20th Century Fox yeah. have proved that with their Deadpool and their better. X-Men adaptations. Sure. The ones that they just don't true, stick with it all the way through. But they've been none, uneven, but the ones right. that are the success stories are the ones where they honor the source material. Sure. You think they would have taken a few notes. Yeah, so it's surprising that they would go that route or and that the studio would say, "Yeah, that sounds like a good good idea." So, but that was kind of my my encapsulation on Batman specifically. Yeah. I think they could have given him more motivation to act as stupid as he was acting, or they could have had him not act as stupid as he was acting. Yes. Yeah. And it would have been nice if he wasn't killing people. So basically we can summarize that with a sh- uh, shitty script well acted. Yeah, yes. pretty much. And so, and his, 
It was, especially as a Batman fan, it was <laughs> enjoyable to see him beat the piss out of Superman. Yeah, that was I cool. did take uh, uh, some some happiness from their fight. It was well adapted from Dark Knight Returns. Yes. It, w- it was not a note-for-note recreation, but no. it, it hit all the high points of the surprise kryptonite and yeah. the I'm wearing power armor. And I loved, I loved, loved, loved the sequence where the first batch of kryptonite gas was wearing off. Mm. Yeah. yeah. That was and awesome. And Bruce is beating on him good. and it's getting progressively bang, ting, ting, ting. Yeah. Oh, dear. His face isn't turning yeah. as much and yeah, yep. then suddenly he's back. That, to, was, that was beautiful. Yep. That was really good. But so that, that was cool. So move on to the, the other title character, okay. Superman. Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill coming back in as Superman uh, I still like him as Superman. I really I, I, do. I think he's good. I I think they wrote him though as Mopey Man in this one. He he was just kind of like eh, like angsty the entire movie, which didn't work so much for me. Uh, but I think I, I I got his reasoning a little more. Yeah. Like I think he was acting a little bit more. You know, he did just murder a dude. <laughs> he did probably kill a lot of humans. Uh, or at least had a hand in that, and you know there was a lot of a lot of the discussion around the film was what to do with him because he mm-hmm. was so crazy powerful that a lot of people were afraid of that. I think I understood his motivation a little bit more because he was kind of in limbo, waiting for like the foot the the other foot to drop. Yeah, he was just waiting to see what they were going to do with him, and I think he was really afraid that. As much in this is coming from just me, I guess. As much as he's put out for the earth, as much as he he's not from Earth, yet he has become one of the heroes. He all he does is go around saving people half right. the time, and now he's basically put up he, being judged of whether he's gonna be allowed to continue doing so. Yeah. When all he's doing is doing good, yeah. I can understand if he was in his opinion. Yes, I, I understand that the building's dropping on people. Probably you know, not a Grail good idea. Grail is right. He was Mopey McMoster's, mm-hmm. McMoperson, but for a reason. For a really I, good he reason. Was probably and the one most, of my... most consistent character in the film. Yes. Especially, and, and consistent from Man of Steel into this film. Whatever you have to say about Man of Steel and the, the dramatic rewriting of Jonathan Kent. Yeah. And basically, but if you if you take that as the source material, of you have you've been raised, fear how people are going to react to you. The world is not ready for you. Hide, 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 hide. Right. This is a this is a really good through line from that. Of okay, I've cut him out of hiding, and it has gone as horribly wrong as my dad warned me it would. Well, it was going wrong. It, it, by the end of the movie, yeah. It, had yeah. it was yeah. going really wrong, wrong because someone was actively working against him. Right. But exactly. he didn't know that. Right, exactly. So from but his perspective, I... this is just humanity rejecting Acting. him. Yeah. It's, yep. He doesn't see Lex behind the scenes manipulating things. Why? We don't freaking know. We'll get to Lex in a minute. But yeah, we're not sure how he was manipulating yeah. kind of How shoes, or really. freaking, my bigger question is, why? We'll well, get, yeah, we'll get there. Let's, we'll get let's there. finish Superman. Go back. <laughs> Going, so. Coming back to Superman. For, so he's got, basically, from his perspective, humanity is more 
rejecting and fearing him than accepting him, despite him doing great good works. Right. And one of the best scenes, I thought, one of my most memorable scenes of the movie was when he was at the courthouse Mm -hmm. and he was just standing in the flames. And he, I think at that moment, he understood that things were really bad. Right. For yeah. him. He kind of gets know? that look on his face like, of like, I came crap. here to try and do the right thing. Yes. And you f- stupid freaking humans did this. Mm-hmm. And he's close to the, of, of, of taking mom's 50 50 advice of, I need to go find a better planet. Yeah. Well, because, she said you don't owe well, them anything. She she gave him both sides. I mean, in the mm-hmm. in the preview, they only showed the half of the argument of right. you don't owe this planet anything. In the movie, you get the full discussion of you have a choice before you. Mm-hmm. You can either be the hero, or you should not feel bad about leaving because really, seeing how people are reacting to you. You don't owe these people anything. So we yeah. well, she well, basically she, said, "Be the hero or don't." Or don't. It's just whatever, she didn't whatever say, you or sh- get off the planet. Yeah. <laughs> it was just be the hero or don't. Whatever you and do, you don't was, owe us anything. Yeah. she was being a good parent, saying, "Whatever yes. you choose, I will support you." Right, right. I just, I mean, you're, you're taking it to like exile level. <laughs> I don't recall her saying that. Well, because she was framing it in the form in in the framework of you don't owe this planet anything right right and i th- i took that to mean like you sh- you can go around saving people or you could go around milking cows like right, but it's also, up to you not you know also if you looking don't save at him, people saturn's nice this time of year <laughs> but also but, but, but mixing that with the him standing in the ruins of the capitol building i can see the thought passing his brain that i need to go find somewhere better to live because this place sucks well, he would never leave see, his I mom. Didn't, I, I didn't get that. I, didn't get I that. got it more as him just like being like defeated. Um, yeah, it was more just a crushing defeat. I do no matter he, what he, I do. Like he understood not only what just happened, all the the tragedy that just occurred around him, but he understood what was going to happen next. Then. Right. And who was going to be blamed for it? Mm-hmm. So I and think he just—that's to me what I got that out of that. That's all, what I got. All out of it part too. of the arc of really for the majority of the film, he was being worked. He was being oh, yeah. manipulated, oh, yeah. he was being puppeteered, yeah. and he was a soft target because he was a nice boy who was raised in Smallville, and truth, justice, in the American way, and he's not, he's not infinitely wise, he does not see no. all machinations, and this is his first experience with a true supervillain behind the scenes manipulating things, and he was not equipped for it. Question. Well, a true supervillain as yeah, far as yeah, someone yeah, that's yeah, not yeah. like, hi, I'm evil. Right. Not Zod standing <laughs> in front of him soliloquying, saying, "Right, right, ra ra I will, I will, I will terraform this planet, ra ra yeah. break my neck." Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I think, yeah, from an acting standpoint and where they went with him from a story standpoint, I was okay with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what they did with him visually, though, at times, drove me up a wall. Yeah. Like Superman, like you just mentioned, he was raised with godlike entity, raised on midwestern values. Mm-hmm. Got you know Midwestern values. When you fly, fly over some folks that are stranded on a roof in a flood, don't pose majestically above them and let them like look up and reach towards you for you know the ten seconds with they were mag- showing. That was really weird. With your magically variable length cape, 
And yeah. yeah, and it was just yeah. and it, a lot of like, you know, when he goes to the Capitol, he first like flies above the Capitol and he hovers there to show. And I know what he was going for. This was Snyder showing he was above us. You right. know, it's the godlike being. Choosing to descend yeah, to be one of choosing us. Choosing to come and help us. And it was so It was not Superman, though. Superman would have walked his butt across the street and into that building. Yeah. Yeah, and it was just and Superman would have yeah. swept in and grabbed those people like yeah. off that roof and swept out. Like There's... I'm here just to help. Have a good day, yep. you know. Bye. Well, I got you to safety, and now uh, I have no, to go z- help somebody. Snyder else. was going for the iconic imagery trademark yeah. registered, and it, and it just didn't work. And then when you put a ton of that in the film, and then Hans Zimmer, who I like a lot as a composer. But then he has every scene. It's just bum, 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 bum. Oh, my God. Yes, I get it. It's dramatic. You do not need to beat me over the head. Do you remember? I did Gladiator. Yeah, it was just nonstop. Like, by the end of the film, I was like, oh, my God. They need to just have some quiet time in this movie. (laughs) Well, remember, they teamed Zimmer up with the young... Uh, uh, hipster composer mm-hmm. whose name is escaping me right now. Um, so it was, there may have been the influence of the, maybe the young guy saying, "Yeah, we need to hipster this up." And yeah, no, and I mean, I think the music. So it was just too much. There was too many times where they had somebody posing heroically or iconically or whatever you want to call it. Then with the music on top, and it was just like, okay, after the fifteenth time. I get it. Like, let's move on with the movie. Yeah. 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 So. And I think, and the reason I think that all the posing and the music, w- it was such a disconnect with who Superman was yeah. acting to be. You know, right. The person he was actually showing was so disconnected with the posing and yeah. the, the strong music. It just music. made no sense. Yeah. It just it so didn't, it, it, it didn't did fit the character. And real quick aside, back to Batman. Let's talk about being taken out of the movie. I did not need three different dream sequences for Batman either. Okay, let's talk that about this. That was a bit too much. This, to me, this was the major part where they lost me. Yeah. And I understand the source material of all these freaking dream sequences. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So we have, they're just, they're in try-hard mode. Yeah, no kidding. And so they're, we're laying the stage for the future movies. Dark side is coming. Dark side is coming. Right. Dark side is coming. Look, parademons. 99% of you don't know what the frick a parademon is, but here they are. Explain that. I don't know. Dudes with wings. Um, so, yeah, the flash forward. Suddenly, Bruce Wayne has prophetic powers. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. Because that's what these all are. So what happens when you get old? So you have the dream sequence where he's flashing forward to the, you know, one of the alternate Earths where Superman has decided to take over. Right. Perhaps with the support of one new god by the name of Darkseid. Because, oh, look, Omega symbol. Oh, look, parademons. Right. Oh, look. Uh, him casually burning people down with his heat vision because he's angry about apparently something to do with Lois Lane because she was my world. Mm-hmm. That's the only hint was Superman went bad because something bad happened to Lois. 
Yep. So we have future where Superman's just ruling the world with an iron fist. And there's alien demons with gossamer wings flying around and Nazi stormtrooper helmets because reasons. Right. And so we have that dream sequence. But that's not good enough. We need, no. to, we need to layer it with another maybe yeah, triple, dream triple sequence. Triple down on the dream sequence. Triple down. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm remembering Deadpool at this point where <gasps> fourth wall break, yeah. we a fourth wall break, which just gave me wood and was awesome. And this yeah. is like, shut up. Stop this crap. Oh, you'll, oh, look, it's someone who I loosely recognize as, I guess that's the Flash. That would be the Flash. The average moviegoer is like, what the fuck what? is going on? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. What's the la who ah? I, I, I'm, I'm taken out of the movie because I'm thinking 80% of this theater knows has no idea what the hell is going on at this point. Yeah, I know Flashpoint Paradox, and I know that's the right. Flash reaching back into the past and getting his time wrong. But from a storytelling standpoint, for the average movie viewer, this is where is, is it, you're trying too hard, you're going too fast, you're trying to cut to the chase. Yeah. Marvel taught us right. about all the backstories. They started with Iron Man. Regular dude, genius level intellect, billions of dollars out of his back, has a bad experience, uses his brains to build suit of armor to go kick bad guy's ass. Right. That was step one. This is their step one. Okay, we're going to show you a character you've never seen before, whose powers you don't know, who's going to talk some shit about the future that you're not going to ever in a million years understand unless you're already a fanboy, but we're trying to appeal to the rest of the universe, not just the fanboys. Fail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it, it just didn't work. And you look at Marvel, like you mentioned with uh, Iron Man and how he started. It was very simple. Yeah. And then they built on that to the point where you had at the end of uh, what was Age of Ultron, the, the little teaser thing at the very, very end was Thanos getting the Infinity Gauntlet out. And, and everybody understood that, it. But we at least understood, like, oh, Thanos is going to... Even if you didn't, didn't know about the Infinity Gauntlet, you were at least like, oh, he's putting on his fighting gloves. That's, <laughs> like, that's a badass Everybody dude. around you was going, no, no, let me tell you, this isn't yeah. just fighting gloves. This is like, I can control right. the universe gloves. Even if you don't understand what the Infinity Gauntlet was, you know you've been taught. Yeah. That's Thanos. Right. He's a major threat. You know he is seeking Infinity Gems from two movies so far. Right. So we have the original Avengers teaser. You have his appearance in Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. And then much discussion of the Infinity Gems in Guardians of the Galaxy and um, Age of Ultron and a little bit in Thor Thor Dark World. World. Yeah. They've spoon-fed us these bits where you, you may not... Uh, fanboys, we know. That's the Infinity Gauntlet. That's Thanos. We're going for the Infinity War. Booyah. But the yeah. average moviegoer can still say, that's Thanos. He's doing something evil. I can't wait to see what he comes up with in the next movie. Right. Right. Exactly. Compare so, that yeah, to yeah. this mishmash, acid dream, fast forward, flash forward that, yeah, I understand. There's lots of implication of Dark Side there. 
I know what a parademon looks like. I know that this is one possible future that the Flash may be coming back to try and undo because he does the time travel thing. Well, but here's the problem. You have the Flash showing up through a time portal in Batman's dream before you even introduce, like, oh, by the way, this guy's the Flash. (laughs) Even if we had seen the snippets from the um, recovered data from you know Luthor's vault, the the you saw Flash out of uniform, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. doing a quick speedster thing, thwarting a criminal. Yeah, that bore no relation to the guy in the and the, the the light show that was going on that yeah. obscured what the hell was happening. Yeah, it was. Insane. You, there was no way to connect to those two things. It was no. so. That was just. Am pure... I too soon? Oh, oh God! It's all about Lois. Oh, uh, uh, you were right yeah. about him. Like, what the hell's going on? What's with the lightning? I don't. I'm, I need to pee myself. It was just such. It was <laughs> terrible it was such a writing. Mix. It was such a mash. That's what it was. It was terrible writing. It was just terrible writing. Terrible like nobody. Writing. Like I don't know how somebody could have looked at a storyboard of it and went, "Oh yeah, I got it." I that, suspect, that sounds cool. I suspect there was a dare, there, there is a very different movie in there somewhere. Step three, Maybe. profit. Maybe. Step three, profit. So, so that, I, that was like, our two principles, uh, though, I think, mm-hmm. that we've covered. Batman, Superman. So I'm going to say, just to bring it up a notch, let's talk about Wonder Woman, because she's not in it that much. She's not in it, but it's a fast Galgado conversation. With her interactions with Bruce Wayne's I liked character. It. They had the wonderful interplay where they were kind of brushing up against each other in high society, mm-hmm. both clearly skulking around and doing nefarious things and stealing from each other and giving back and, and kind right. of the honor amongst thieves vibe they had going between yeah. them, which I thought was great. Yeah, it worked well. Um, they, they played well off each other. Um, Gal Gadot in her Diana Prince mode. Yeah takes me back to Linda Carter in lots of really happy ways. Yeah, she she acted the part well. Yes. She is still tiny fit, like her her uh just bone structure. Build. Like her she's just a build. Tiny. Yeah, build. She's she's t- she's much smaller than Linda Carter. Uh she's very thin, but she is really tall and that does help a lot too. So she does have a presence on screen just due to her height. She's tall on screen, though. She's not right. tall. She's not tall in, in reality. She was pretty tall. No. She, was really? shot, she was shot. Oh, well, she they, was they, shot they did a good job shooting then. I they actually did. That's am, what I was saying. Yeah, am totally on board. Because if you look at the animated representations of Diana, she's not buff. She's 5'10". That's pretty tall for a woman. I guess that's tall for a woman. <laughs> Considering the, Cavill's 6'1". And... Ben Affleck's six. I actually love oh. the idea of a petite, slight Wonder Woman. No, I don't. No. But I, I like because her. She's she's never been about being a huge physical presence. She's been all about being completely tactically competent and quietly inhabited by the avatar of a god. Amazon. But she's an Amazon. Amazon. She's also she's an Amazon, but she's also the earthly representation of Athena. Which means she can be very wise, but physically no, she's, she's an, an Amazon. Amazon. <laughs> so Amazons come in all shapes and sizes. She wasn't well, and she, they, they, they usually Woman, come in bigger shapes. Yeah, yeah, she's always been represented though. from comics and especially in the anime shows as being a bigger woman because she's combat trained. She isn't you know, you have to have some meat on the bones. <laughs> to, to, to I didn't feel like she combat. didn't have meat on her bones. She just doesn't have to be super tall. 
She can still I, be. I think she should be somewhat tall. I think she should be taller than an, a normal woman, yeah. and I think she should be slightly bigger than a normal yeah. human yeah, I, I woman, especially bigger than a, like a supermodel. I think yeah. in, in the combat scenes with Doomsday, I think she totally represented and was mm-hmm. she did shown I to be shown to be completely going toe to toe with this superhuman being and and holding her own. Yeah, and I completely bought. Yes, well, that's freaking Wonder Woman. My favorite thing, the thing that made it Wonder Woman for me is that she was enjoying it. Yes. yes. She was in her yes. element. She was smiling I when she got blasted back by loved him. Like, it. Oh, yeah. She was Let's like, go. oh, bring it. I have been waiting for a challenge was the yeah. vibe yeah. I got off her. It's like, yes. So that part I completely loved. Um, yeah. I, I am not saying anything against her actual no. role. I think she did a fabulous job at playing yeah. Wonder Woman. I just, I do agree that I had wanted her to be a little bigger because of the whole. Right. I, see, I, I forgot about that so quickly once I saw her throwing Absolutely. Down. She did such no, a good no, job. No, no. Yeah. I, did, I mean, there was only a couple times during the fight where you kind of looked, you're like, wow, that she's got, you know, she's wielding the sword and she's. Kind of thin, but yeah. otherwise she did fine. The choreographing of the fight was great. You could follow she, what was going on. She was, was really well. And in terms of giving Easter egg teasers, the yeah. use of her photo oh, was, was really well done. Yeah, it was good. a great job of showing. Well, like, hey, by the way, was, here's the cast from next our movie, to her next in the movie. photo. Oh, hi, Chris Pine. How right. you doing? We'll see you in the next movie. Yeah. He's Steve, right? Yeah. He's Steve Trevor, World yeah. War yep. One edition. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So it was it was good. So that like her whole character and arc in the movie I thought was great. Mm-hmm. You know, if I have a complaint, they just didn't use her enough. They didn't use her enough and the whole her motivation, oh God, I have to steal this photo back. It's like, um Yeah. That could be That was a little weak. All you it was have weak, to do is but... cry. Photoshop and you're done. You don't need to. You don't need to steal back the digital thing that can be in, copy it, re- it, yeah. reproduced infinitely. And you'll great. You got a copy. He has ten hundred million more. Right. That that <laughs> motivation was really weak. Was. It was really weak because you but, could, number one, you could explain it away. Well, that that's my great great grandmother, and yeah, mm-hmm. genetics, n- n- wild, isn't it? And also, you can say, well, somebody's clearly photoshopped me into that. <laughs> Have a good laugh and move on. So, like, why? No, do you, yeah. Why do you care about this photo? That that shows you how many much weaker parts of the story there were. <laughs> that like that weakness barely registered on my True. weakness scale. Uh, in another movie, that would be a big deal. And this was like, well, yeah, whatever. We got other stuff to talk about. Exactly. Yeah. So speaking yeah. of weak points. Ugh. So, how about that dramatic reimagining of Alexander Luthor? That that just wasn't Lex Luthor. That was not Lex Luthor. I just I don't even know. No, what clearly to call they, that. they referred to him as Lex all the time. I hope the they movie. come out and be like, "No, that was actually Lex's brother, Bex." And <laughs> he's always been kind of the dopey one, but now Lex is here, <laughs> and things will get better. Because damn, no, because you know it's Lex because they put him in bald prison at the end. Uh, yeah, it's still it just yeah. it, it was such a terrible representation. Yeah. Of a character that could have been done so well. It was like a really, 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 really bad Joker. Yeah. Yeah. Like an ineffective Joker. I don't know what the frick they were thinking. Cause yeah. Who can't even get through like public speaking without <laughs> sounding nuts. Like everybody in the crowd's like, ha, ha, okay. <laughs> He's kind of going golf off crap, on this weird crap. thing about triangles. Because uh, I think, I pre- I'm pretty sure I know what they were going for there. 
it just makes for a really lousy movie. They were going for his brain is operating at such a high level that he he he's on the autism spectrum. And he just doesn't know how to dumb his speech down to talk to us muggles. You know whose brain is is actually functioning at such a high level that he doesn't know how to speak to us muggles is Sherlock. Yeah. Right. That's, and yet that's freaking entertaining right. as hell. Yeah. That's how you do it right. Right. And just as an aside, Bandersnatch cover bun. How about yes. that Doctor Strange promo? Oh, yeah. yeah. Very cool. Very cool. So, so yeah, I mean, his inability. That's what they were going like, for, but they missed the mark by such a wide yeah. margin. It's, it's ridiculous. It was terrible. His entire personality was so un-Lex Luthor-like, where he had this nervous tick quality to the way he was talking and just couldn't really make coherent sentences at times. And the worst part is, is then you get into his master plan of somebody who is apparently super genius. Super genius. Super genius. So which of his three master plans would you like to talk about? Well, I think they're interconnected stupidity. Really? I felt like I understood, at least from a technical standpoint, I understood the like point A to B of what he was doing. I just have no idea why. Right. <laughs> like what there was no rational the motivation hell for it. Was his motivation. So the beginning, he is basically trying to get kryptonite. That's like plan number one, I think is what you're referring but to. That, he but, wants, but you're already he, past the why. Why does he want kryptonite? Well, his, and he gives his reasoning that he gives at least to the senators that he's looking for help to bring into the country, which he ends up just smuggling it in anyway, so I don't know why he was even bothering with the senators, was he wanted to, basically he was saying, look at Superman, he's so uber-powerful, I figured out that there's this thing that could actually possibly hurt or kill him, let's bring it in and have it just in case, you know, Superman goes bad, we have it here to, to whack him. It's a, the a break glass. Yeah, it's a deterrent. So he's, he's aligned with Bruce at that point, theoretically. In a sense. I mean, he's like, murder him, whereas you'd think, I mean, I guess this Batman, yeah, probably would be okay with exactly. that. Exactly. <laughs> so. <laughs> okay, so he's like, okay, we, we need a deterrent because I guess I fear what Superman might do to my planet, even though I'm a sociopath that has no empathy and has demonstrated that I have no care for another human being. So why would I care? I guess because I guess he could kill me. Right. And enlightened self-interest says, well, I need to defend me. Okay, I'll give them Well, not even just defend me, but I also want to have have that power. Power. If I can have this guy as my pet. (laughs) Well, yeah, exactly. Or whatever. But, I mean, it gives him options. Whereas, I think without without it, he has no no option. Because if Superman comes knocking, he's in. But Somewhat he, big trouble. Clearly, he has options because he's also pursuing this whole uh, Genesis ship thing as a plan Q, apparently, and uh, just magic. Well, no, I, I, I mean, to me, it, you don't have to. I will give him this. You don't have to have a villain that only has one plan. 
Like, okay. I'm perfectly fine with him going, I want to get the kryptonite in because I want to be able to hold that over Superman in case stuff goes down. But I also want to get into his cool ship because I think I can figure some stuff out because he's got cool technology in there. And, that I, and I, I want the Zod use. corpse, which turns into the... No, no, uh, well, we're not even getting into that. He just wants <laughs> it the ship at this point. Well, but, he doesn't but, know anything. But because Kryptonian security is based on fingerprints, he right. needed the Zod corpse to get into uh, the ship. Ha, ha, ha. he needed kryptonite to cut off his little fingertips. Oh, it all comes together because so our, our tiny little brains just can't follow his genius level extrapolation. I, I, don't, I don't, again, I, I get the technical. I need kryptonite. I need to chop off this dude's fingertips or like his, just peel the skin off. I don't know why he didn't just chop his hand off. Ah, it it's just easier. Posh. But he did the little finger, you know, tips. Let me slice off each of his fingerprints and take it with me in there in case they use hand scanners, which he just got really lucky and found out, figured out. What if it was a retinal scanner? Yeah. Well, never mind that they totally established in Man of Steel that it was all about those little data chits that controlled everything. Yeah. Now suddenly there's a hand scanner. Well, that was for the super secret part of the ship, though. (laughs) So. The super so, secret part of the ship, which is so secure that just because dude said so, we're going to resurrect <laughs> the forbidden abomination. Do you want to do this? Yes. Okay. Yes. Got it. Okay. Now, I mean, yeah, this. So he gets into the ship. <laughs> and the best part the to be. Crash landed, destroyed ship that Zod was saying, oh, God, you've killed it. So it can't do the stuff that it's supposed to do and bring back the Kryptonians. Oh, but, but it totally works now. Well, it works somewhat. But I guess, number one, you got Superman flying around the planet, lifting up rocket ships and everything else. You'd think somebody would be like, could you move this out of Metropolis? Like, having this big-ass ship the in the middle of the city, we, we really would like not to have this here. No, we're gonna but put no, a tent apparently over it. They, they decided to leave it and just put a tent over it. So he gets in the <laughs> ship. Nothing could go bad. He uses what the could little go wrong? fake handprint thingy. And then the ship comes to life, and it's like, oh, hi, how you doing? Would you like to assume command? command? And he's like, yeah, I want to take over the ship. This is cool. He's like, what do you got? What do you got on your ship? And the ship's like, we have the knowledge of a thousand star systems or whatever the hell it says. (laughs) A thousand, thousand star systems. Just tons of tons of knowledge. He's like, oh, yeah, tell me the knowledge. And then we cut away from that. We go to some other scenes, (laughs) and then we come back. And with the knowledge of a thousand star systems. I have the knowledge. I'm going to take a dead body. Toss it in a pool of water and bleed on it. <laughs> That's the plan he came up with. Yep. <laughs> For again, yep. no discernible reason. I don't know what the end goal then to this was, other than I'm going to have this big monster that. For some reason, it's going to listen to me because, you know, I bled on it. So we all know if you bleed on it, it listens to you. If you lick it, it's yours. It's like, are you kidding me? And, yeah. and even during when Superman comes to him, he's like, what are you doing? And he's like, Rawr. and he's trying to punch Lex. Right. And Superman happens to stop him from punching Lex. Like, this was the worst plan ever. Yeah. It was just so... Unbel- like I have no idea what the the goal was. Like what was going to happen if this went right? <laughs> and I think you're you're focusing here and you're bringing to light what ruined this movie. It did not have a believable, understandable, or entertaining antagonist. No, not at all. And so all the fuss and bother and faffing around that was going on. You just you say, great, that was a great scene. Yeah. But why did it happen? Right. 
because because Lex was so weak, and and I'm just, just wondering. Terrible. I'm wondering if it's just suffering from a bad edit, where we're missing critical scenes of, and here's the exposition as to why I'm doing this that wound up on the editing room floor. I don't know, but I just just I found myself in the middle of something. Why are all these things happening? Yeah. And that's, I guess, you know, we're sitting here doing that, which gets back to our whole thing of, like, why couldn't Batman, who's really smart, see, like, what? This is the stupid. detective. I know what's going on here. Even Superman, you think, would be like, wait a tick. <laughs> this right. is dumb. Uh, so, but yeah, Lex's had, he just had no good impact on the movie in any way. <laughs> His character was terrible. I mean... The Kevin Awful. Spacey Lex Luthor was, oh, was, more, was more relatable and understandable and believable than this. Gene, Gene Hackman, Hackman was version was better than this. Somewhat more, yeah. I mean, it was like... He had a goal. On. He wanted yeah. beachfront property in Nevada. Right. right. It's, you know, and obviously if you look back to like Justice League uh, animated series, the Lex in there was incredible. He was right on the money in terms of... Yeah. I'm about me and man, uh, like the power of man. And that's what he was always all about. Did you about. ever see the animated uh, All-Star Superman? No, I haven't watched that one yet. That is a really good one. It, it takes place in Elseworlds, so it kind of frees up the writers to go and basically write a story where, okay, Superman's going to die. Yeah. And what will he do before he dies? And they get to right. do a lot of wish fulfillment and deliver on storylines that in the comics they've never really delivered on the Lex Luthor in that one was freaking incredible cool because he had a great story and and scenes where he clearly articulated why he hated Superman Mm -hmm. and it was logical it made sense it was not proceeding from an area of hate he was proceeding from, you diminish humanity by your very presence. You know, I think I have seen that one you, now that you mentioned You it. I take remember. away our motivation to yeah. strive because, well, Superman will take care of it. Right. You'll fix everything. Yeah, you I remember that one. You need to leave that was good. so that we can achieve our potential. Right. And I'm like, that is freaking Lex Luthor. That yeah. is a genius level in, intellect extrapolating forward about all the negative things about having a super being amongst us doing all the heavy lifting. It's like, I don't hate you. I hate what you're doing to my species. Right. Yeah, no. With enough sociopath to say, and I'm going to kill you because of it. Right. Mm -hmm. But it was so good. Yeah. And that's what I wanted, and that is so far away from no, what I got. Yeah, you got Not even close. Not even nothing close. I had such him. high hopes. And uh, like, like Dax has said, I mean, by the end, he's just in his jail cell doing a Joker impression. Oh, Pretty God. much. Ding, ding. Ding, 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 ding. ding, ding. The waffles are and, done. And of course, they have <laughs> ding, fries are done. Ding, fries yeah, are done. exactly. Fries are done. Uh, he... And they and that the and the try hard moment of he's coming. Yeah, the bell's been rung. The universe knows. Oh, great dramatic foreshadowing about Darkseid. Yeah, it's so bad. Nobody like, in this cinema 
knows who the hell Darkseid is and right. why we care and what At the Omega all. symbol in the dream sequence meant or what a parademon mm-hmm. means. Ooh, you know who's here? There's boom tubes. They're coming from Apocalypse. No, they didn't. No, it was just all, it was all the fears that we expressed of them going too fast, not doing their due diligence and laying the groundwork for for going for the jugular. It's like I wanted to be wrong. I so wanted yeah. to be wrong. And just to add salt to the wound, we had the great performances by Batfleck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Henry Cavill actually turned in a good performance. There's lots of complaints that he's very wooden. He is, but I mean, like we said, it's just where his character was at. Right, and and I I have no problem with him being that emotionally cut off because that's what his parents taught him to do. Said, these people will hurt you. You should not reveal yourself. What's that going to result? That's going to result in a a closed-off, emotionally isolated human being. So he's, he's playing the part as written. He is playing the part. Now, the thing that I think they also missed on, and I'm not saying this needed to be Deadpool funny. I'm not saying it needed to be Guardians of the Galaxy. But they didn't capitalize on the banter between Superman and Batman. Yes. That was also an area they could have explored a little bit more in their dialogue against each other because they are – Heroes, but kind of coming from very different areas to how to be a hero, and they're antagonistic in a "but I still love you, bro" yeah, or kind of way. You type way. <laughs> yeah, and Leonovet in the chat room makes mention of the, the Justice League War animated movie, which is an interesting one because it. Oh, I liked it. I liked it a lot, but it was also yeah. basically it was told from the standpoint of these heroes are all meeting each other for the first time. Right. Right. And we had a very arrogant and cocky Superman in that movie. Yeah, um, he's was, he was, he was a real dick, and really needed Pretty to be put he needed to be put in his place by Darkseid. Uh, yeah, like, hey, you're not the biggest bully on the block here. Right. Um, but within that framework, there was great banter between them. Yeah. Of the, I am the knight. Yeah, whatever. Um, uh, let me just deal with this thing. Uh, with a, with a liberal salting of a me too me too me too Green Lantern throughout the entire yeah <laughs> I thought the Green Lantern was the one who was the most like ah I mean I could take it I'm so badass oh shit that hurt Flash was like the ha I'm here and I like the whole thing where he's like oh it's the Batman and he's like oh and Batman actually recognizes Flash he's like oh yeah you're doing great work in Central City and he's like oh thank you <laughs> he knew me like, he oh. me. all right fanboy 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 yeah um, so. Back that, that, the was movies, all, that was all missing from this movie. Right. I think there was there was a chance. And they did their little, like, oh, I thought she was with you type That was the one thing, joke. Which was so, like, flat. And it just, and it had that. Because they yeah, showed because it to they us hadn't the done anything before it or after, it just fell completely flat. So, And also, at that moment, Bruce knew who she was. Right. They already yeah. had done the reveal. Right. So he was with her. So it was, it was double dumb. Because uh, they had their Bruce little email. Was so dumb inter- in this movie, though. Yeah, it's just uh, frustrating. It's par for the course. And then you have, uh, you know, midway through the movie, but basically the reveal of the other members of the, the eventual the Justice League. The metahuman issue, yes. Yeah, which was, you know, everybody got about 10 to 15 seconds on screen yep. of uh, 
like we mentioned Flash, who the most jarring thing for me is it wasn't Grant from the Flash TV show. Right. Yeah. Playing the character. <laughs> totally. The Grant Gustafson should have had that role. Yeah. yeah. DC, so it you're just, stupid. It was like, who, who the heck is who the, the hell oh, is that? Oh, that's the Flash. Ugh. Huh. Not who I was thinking of. Uh, and then, you know, Jason Momoa swimming around, looking at a camera. With, with it. glowing red eyes, because Arthur Curry has always had glowing red eyes. What? Uh, okay. How long he, did it actually take him to stab that camera, though? I know. Did you notice? Like, he, like, posed. He was posing. My hair is I am so pretty. Him. Now yeah. I stab you. Look, my trident. Yeah. My trident is coming for you. And I stab And it was like hair. Of course. Yeah. Like Jason Momoa. Okay. Like, this guy could be a super metahuman, or he could just be, like, a really good deep-sea diver. <laughs> <laughs> and then we they have know. Cyborg. Hey, Dad. Yeah. I'm just going to hang you on a pegboard, son. Uh, what's left <laughs> of you. And, and keep you alive and, and, and talk to a camera in, in front pain. of you. Alive in pain. Yes. Yeah. And then, oh, oh look, a mother box. And, and uh, whatever, guys. Just, just well, I mean, but that was, wasn't that uh, the father of Scar- Skynet, though, as well? That played the role. Yeah, same of the actor. Dad. Same yeah, actor. Same actor. <laughs> so, so he's still he's still playing with the same forces. Yeah, exactly. It's like this guy does not learn. <laughs> no, he does not. Um, so yeah, we got we got our, our we got an origin moment for Cyborg. We got yeah. our discovery moment for uh, Momoa Man and Flash going flicker flicker um, out of costume and smiling for the camera. Who we yeah. clearly knew was there. Uh, and of course the Lex OS. Had icons for all of the um, characters, mm-hmm, yeah. which miraculously matched the already established icons for these characters. It was so bad. It was so bad. I mean, and again, I think had you had a real Lex Luthor with a just somewhat coherent plan as to with an end goal that you can make some sort of rational out of, a better beginning for Batman little more Wonder Woman sprinkled in. It could have been a you much had, movie. You had a movie. A like, real you story. You watched the movie, and you, there's parts where you're like, this could have been good. Mm-hmm. At the very least, it could have been good. But instead, it was just really not good. It suffered. They're, they're, they're going too fast. They're trying too hard. They could have, yeah, they could have repaired this with, with some very small changes. Yeah. Because you fixed the beginning of the Batman story to say... This is a damaged Batman because he lost Robin to the Joker. Right. And that has messed him up. Yeah. So much more compelling than the here's his origin story again. Here it is. And yeah, he's and uh, bummed out. You take away the whole discovery sequence of the metahumans and you give right. us one. Yeah. One in addition to Wonder Woman because Wonder Woman fit nicely into the plot. Right, right. Mm-hmm. She was. Very vital to the success of the heroes. And there's, there's your triumvirate right there, where you have, there's your founding members of the Justice League. Yeah. And take a freaking page from Marvel's book, and you do a goddamn mid-credit sequence where they meet the Flash. Right. Yes. Right. Where... They're talking about, you know, we can't be the only ones. Right. And, Which and Batman I, says, you know, I, I've have, I'm having these visions of the future, and I really feel we need to build a team. <laughs> and Grant Gustafson runs up and say, 
Well, funny you should mention that because I'm yeah. having the same idea myself. Or and there's like, yeah, news report of this, you know, whatever. hero in Central City. Something. Right. Whatever. Something. You have, Something yeah, to you, get yeah, them you there. have Bruce in the Batcave yeah. watching the news report yeah. of seeing you know, the, the, the red streak in Central City and have dropped just a one-liner to Alfred of, you know, I think we may, we may need to f- have a team and fade to black. Yeah. That would have been fine because we. I even forgot to mention the fact that oh, by the way, Superman died at the end of the movie. Supposedly, right. yes. Because like, we, because we, we, we don't care. No, I mean, and that's that's how sad it was. Is that you had this huge scene then with drama and marching bands, and apparently the Amish is a farm where he lived in Kansas, but because they had a little wagon to carry his real body out to yep. a pasture. Uh, I was more cars. affected by the death of Quicksilver than I was affected by the death of Superman. Yeah, it was so Because I know he's silly. back next movie, and they gave right. us a little moment of, you know, their version of the after credit scene was the levitating dirt bits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The dirt floated. Yeah, whatever. What do you do? Like, what, but what purpose did this serve? And again, and then you end up with Batman being the one, like, we gotta get a team together, which... From a comic book standpoint, and like the animators, he's the no. most reluctant member he of the Justice League. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he is always like, "I'm on my own. I will help I'm you actively guys. figuring out ways to kill all of you when you go rogue." Right. Yes. And I don't really like working with other people, but I do. I'm smart enough to understand there's times where I have to. Where work I with can't other handle yes. what I'm up against, and I need right. you people, but I hate that I need you. But I don't. Yeah, exactly. That's his character. So him doing that at the end was also just like Not what? A character. And, and doing it for meeting Superman, yeah. he literally met once. Yeah, one time. Yeah. Tried to kill him. Came like an inch away from killing him, and then said, "Okay, we fought some big cave troll looking thing," and yeah. then he died. They and now I feel I failed him in life. They blew and- their <laughs> load because, and and I know why they did. They did the. This is how he proves I am here. Mm-hmm. For the good of humanity to the point where I will sacrifice my life to save you all. Great. That should have been three movies in the future. Right. Mm-hmm. They should and the have, sad, part, they should the have sad con- part is when he dies in, in the actual comic book, the death of Superman, mm-hmm. it's so much sadder. Yeah. yeah. And they <laughs> so should much have. Sadder. It should have been they contain Doomsday or do right. what they did in the comic. Strap him to an asteroid and put him, yeah, and launch have him, him. drifting in the asteroid belt. Because yep. they realize we can't kill this thing, but we can contain it. Right. Yes. And then that leaves him out there for some villain in the future to bring back. Yeah. When you've built up our love of Superman, mm-hmm. and then you do a whole movie based on the death of Superman arc, right. and yes. it pays off. Yeah. You because get... the aftermath of the death of Superman was huge. The, the, was right. the it was a year long event. Yeah, and, and again, if you're going to be doing, if you're doing the team movie, yeah, it's it's okay to give the team a win at the yeah. end of their first movie. Yeah. <laughs> like it again, doesn't have to a be hurt. a half gotta, win. Or you got to go like for that. the payoff. Got to go now, now, now. We got to get. Yeah, gotta, and there's just a feeling of we got to catch up to Marvel. Yeah, and that is wrong. No, it's both it's, of these things can exist side by side. So you're starting years late. That doesn't make your stories less compelling. No, nope. and and I think you know, and again, you 
to catch up to Marvel doesn't mean you have to follow in the path of Marvel. It doesn't mean right. you have to do, like, we got to get the team together, and then we have to explain why the team's together, and then we got to get the big bad villain coming in. Like, you could have taken a different route. You could have just said, you know, people know who Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman are. We don't need to worry about origins. We don't need to even really worry about them getting together. Like, mm-hmm. we're just going to start off with them already know together. each other. Like, mm-hmm. And that's the story we're going to tell because really we feel the movie going audience gets it already. Yeah. And they, that would have been different than Marvel. Then they could have said, look, we're just starting. They're going to phase three. We're starting at phase three. Right. Like, we are. We have a justice. League and with already. a good story with believable yeah. motivations and, and Ooh, stories that could have totally worked. But that unfortunately yeah. is not what they did. No, no, no not And at Doomsday, all. seriously, when he showed up, I expected someone to be like, Troll! Yeah. In the dungeon! <laughs> exactly. They have shove a cave a, troll. Shove a club, club up its nose. Thought you should know. Yeah. Thought you know. Oh. <sighs> yeah, that was not an awesome... No, it was terrible rendering imagining of, of, of Doomsday. Yeah. And just stupid. It was just bad. So many lost opportunities. So. Yeah. So, and I mean, like we mentioned, so Wonder Woman's getting a trilogy. I'm really looking forward to that. Early indications yes. from that are that they're it's honoring be the good. source material. They're taking their time. They're yes. going to tell a World War One story. Yeah. And then they're going to tell a World War Two era story. Because, you know, immortal Amazon avatar of a god. You can right. do shit like this. Yeah. And then... Finally, when they've laid the groundwork and paid their dues and introduced us to this long-lived character and given her trials and tribulations and experiences, then she will arrive in the modern era in the third right. movie. That and they, sounds yeah. awesome to me. Yeah, no, it's, it, I'm looking forward to it. It was a nice teaser and then a way to get into the character. Uh, and then... Batfleck is getting his own movie and he's going to direct it. He's, yeah, and, he's, and he has... Kevin Smith on board as part yeah. of the creative team. Yeah. Who has a long, well-documented, abiding love. Oh, hell, he's freaking written for the comic books. Right. So he gets it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He should have been on board from the beginning, and we would have gotten a better movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think I have some hope for where DC's going, at least with their individual I franchises. Think can, I think it can be salvaged. Um, but I am very worried about the next Snyder production. I don't yeah. know that I'm going to be rushing out to see that. Well, cause there was a great segment on Hotline Monday uh, last week where they said, sack Zach. And they had a yeah. call-in segment of, if you were going to sack Zach, who would you bring on board to replace him? And there were some great suggestions made. Um, Ridley Scott, I think, would be a very yep. interesting choice. Oh, uh, I, I'm sorry. Prometheus still sticks in my craw. Yes. That was so bad. <laughs> it not, was pretty you're bad. You're not wrong. Um, and why not cross poly? Why couldn't Favreau cross the border and go work for another studio? Yeah, sure. Um, and because uh, Sony and, and Disney have already demonstrated that symbiosis can exist. Which mm-hmm. is why we have Peter Parker and Spider-Man, who apparently are going to be a, a decent percentage participant in Civil War. Yeah. And Spider-Man Homecoming is in production with generous salting of creative team from Disney Marvel. Right. Going and over to Sony to help them out. that we're going to see characters from, from there as well. Right. Mm-hmm. 
and, and lots of talk about, hey, Cap and Iron Man may be turning up in the Sony movie because that's good storytelling. And why wouldn't we do that? Because we love money. Right. Mm-hmm. This is how we get money. We give Money's. the audience what the hell they want. Um, so, yeah, it's. Um, and at the same time, we look at the trailer for Suicide Squad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's potential there. There is. Yeah. But I'm, I'm feeling like, you know, it's like an abusive relationship. This time he won't beat me. Uh, and I'm really feeling gun shy about getting excited about it as good as it looks as entertaining and fun as it looks as appropriate for the source material as it looks it looks like that team gets the essence of what suicide squad was when it was originally created what happens if we make a title all about the bad guys being forced to do something good yeah. We put freaking bombs in their spines. Well, I think, but I think, that, and again, kind of like I was just mentioning, the, the thing I'm getting from Suicide Squad is, here we go. I'm sure they're going to quickly say, here, these are the people, and now you're a team. Go. Yeah. And it's, there's no buildup. They're, no. they're, they're taking kind of the Guardians of the Galaxy mentality with it of we're not going to do origin stories for each character and then get them together. Like, here's what here's they the can team. do and go. Go that like, can and work, I, and that's the way I. That's the feeling I get from the the preview for Suicide Squad. I'm yeah. and I am. I'm more interested in that than I was in seeing Batman vs Superman. Absolutely, I think I am too. So I'm, I'm I a have hope that they're that they're concealing that. from us the degree to which Joker is involved. And I'm okay with that too because I oh, don't yeah. even know that they needed to have a Joker involved. In it. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what what he's doing in that film. I think they could have picked a different villain and, you know, again, gone kind of a la Batman Begins and taking Scarecrow, uh, a villain not as well known. And make him very effective. And make it an effective villain and not have to just get the name like, oh, we have the Joker in there. Ha ha. And it may, but who knows? Maybe uh, I'll I'll be appreciative of the job. uh, What's his name? Jared Leto does. Mm -hmm. We'll see. There's potential there for it to be, I mean, but I'll put it this way: I'm more interested in the Suicide Squad themselves than I am in the Joker. Yeah. Yes. Already. For sure. I'm hoping he's kind of a lead-in to tell us here's where Harley came from, right? And maybe he comes in as a, a mechanism at the end to screw up what the Suicide Squad is trying to achieve, and they actually have to yeah. kind of work against him. We'll see where they go with him. So before we wrap up, mm-hmm. uh, to kind of wash the stink off. This uh, last couple of days, we got our first teaser trailer for Doctor Strange. Yes. Bandersnatch, Cumberbund, and Chewy Chewy, Igea Four. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oop. My co-hosts have frozen in time. I wonder if I have frozen in time. Yes, it looks great. Okay, you're back. Adam froze. You're back. Why are they freezing? You're back. Don't freeze us. So, don't freeze me, bro. We, we, we've talked about <laughs> this one before. As with as with Guardians of the Galaxy, they're introducing a new department of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So, Guardians mm-hmm. of the Galaxy was all about the cosmic. It's like, right. hey, 
There's also all kinds of wacky things happening out here in space. The through line is the Infinity Gem, but this is a wildly faraway story, loosely connected to Earth, and go. Yeah. This is them now going the same play of, oh, by the way, we've shown you technology and science and infinity stones, which are these mm, hand-wavy super things, but now we're going to go hardcore magic and mysticism, which is what right. Doctor Strange, his, his whole Ballywick is all about the, you know, the, is the sorcerer supreme of this plane of existence. Yeah. So it's a whole, it's a new, it's, it's new ground, and the character, I'm having the same reaction when I first heard, really? They're doing Guardians of the Galaxy? I mean, I get it, because I'm fanboy. Is, mm-hmm. is the viewing public going to get on board for I Am Groot? Okay. So maybe I should just hang it up and say, okay, Marvel's proven themselves, and the average person walking down the street is going to understand what I mean when I say Sanctum Sanctorum or Eye of Agamotto. By, the, by this time next year, everyone's going to understand what those things mean because they're going to make a good, entertaining movie that introduces all these concepts. And I should just stop freaking worrying about it. Yeah, I'm not worried about this one. Mm, and I, but, no. but I've always said that you know, magic is a gigantic pillar Huge. of the Marvel Universe that they haven't touched on other than Thor saying, well... Our stuff may look like magic, but we call it science. Right. But, you know, it's really magic. Uh, so so I think, like, for me, Doctor Strange is not as much of a leap as Guardians of the Galaxy was. Look, yeah, so. it's definitely closer to home. And, and they seem to be sticking very close to the origin yeah. story. Um, and they, they did a great animated film origin story. And this one looks like it's not all that different from that. Cause it's, it's the basic story of... Arrogant, extremely yeah. talented surgeon gets his hands destroyed, goes on a voyage of discovery, learns that he also has a massive affinity for the um, Eastern, Eastern arts, um, and becomes you know, goes on his his journey of discovery and realizes I am the Sorcerer Supreme and this is my new role and, and comes to accept it and, and embrace it by the end of the film. Right. Um, Benedict Cumberbatch, looking at the bits we've seen from the trailer. He da- looks just like Damn Dr. good Strange. choice for the yeah. role. Yeah. Seems to be inhabiting it. Um, really well. Does, oh, yeah. It, I, I, I came away from the, the, the teaser very excited. Yep. It is a little weird, but, you know, kind of like The Matrix was a little weird when yeah. you first saw it, but everybody got into it. It had a lot of Inception feel yeah. to me, the dream sequences. So I think it'll be fine as long as, you know, it's done with well, a good story. Well, they seem right. to be leaning very heavily on the multiverse concept, and the mm-hmm. Inception-like imagery was supposed to be the people manipulating realities and saying right. we're going to split realities and pick the one we want to go into. There, there, yeah. was, there was heavy implication that the quantum realm that we were introduced to in Ant-Man mm-hmm. is actually where the magic stuff happens. And the, the spiritual realm we'll be going into in Doctor Strange. We may come out of there with Janet Van Dyne at some point. Because <laughs> the quantum realm that science says was the quantum realm and 
Dr. Stranger come along. Actually, we call that the astral plane, um, and we go there regularly for tea. And oh, Janet, yes, I know her well. Would you like me to bring her back? Yeah. Um, we'll see where they go with that. So that, that's where they, they were saying that some of the imagery we were shown in Ant-Man may make a reappearance in Dr. Strange to say, hey, this is in fact all one big thing. Yeah, these guys access it with science. These guys are accessing it with mysticism, but it's all one world. Yeah. yeah Possible. Yeah. To me, it's was... great. That's great. Wonderful storytelling. Yep. Um, Super excited. Yeah, bring it on. Um, so, good try, DC and Warner. No, that was a terrible try. <laughs> no, no, there's they, no, no good uh, no, try. I said they, good try that did not succeed. <laughs> no, the try no, wasn't no, good. No, Yoda is already. So there is no good. There try. is no try. There's yeah. no try. There's no try. There's not. definitely no good try because no nothing good really <laughs> happened here. There was a really bad try. I'm glad they're at least trying. Is what I'm trying to say this is better than this is moderately better than no movie at all. I would have been okay with no movie at all. <laughs> I would have been okay with no. If, movie. if I had known that this was the alternative, yeah, um, it just much, didn't yeah. need to happen. I'm okay. And honestly, at some point, I gotta feel that we're in general we're gonna hit a, a, a too much superhero saturation point. Yeah. And so, and I think we've even gotten there somewhat because you're starting to see, you know, Supergirl on TV. Like, there's certain shows that are superheroes that aren't catching on because our quality for it has gone up so much that, you know, DC has to up their game and really come back and rethink, like, what do people want to see? As much as I can say that in the fact that it did make, like, you know, $500 million. It's, so, or but, at least gross. You, you compare that to. Deadpool, which is a no, low-budget film I, that it was R-rated and made bank. I, well, I, it, uh, Deadpool was the highest-grossing R-rated movie of all time. It, so, you know, compared Second. to a lot... Wasn't it? No, it eclipsed uh, uh, Passion, of the, Passion of the Christ. Really? Yeah, it took okay. it, yep. So oh, it's, wow. I mean, that's... That you know, it's like comparing something to like the gross weekend for like the opening of Titanic. You yeah. know, it's like yeah, there was a huge movie out there. I, I don't think DC has to always shoot for that level, but they can shoot for profitability, mm-hmm. and they did end up being profitable. It's right. just their decline in ticket goers was really it's, fast. It set records. Yeah. So for superhero films, as far as the decline from the Thursday night release to Sunday, it was like right. a forty-five degree angle. Which basically so, says people are coming out of this movie and telling their friends, don't go see it. Which I think, and again, I think the Wonder Woman movies they're, they're going forward with, mm-hmm. and I think everybody's positive about that, positive about the new Batman, uh, and maybe Warner, Warner Brothers is going to have a long, hard look at Snyder and saying whether or not, you may not be we have the, some way to wiggle out of this three-movie deal we signed with them. Mr. Mr. Whedon, we know you're, you're done with Marvel. Can, yeah. can we tempt you with all the money? Right. All yes. of it. All the monies. All the monies. That would be so. a, a major score for them. It would. Oh, sure. Someone who understands how to deal with these properties. Um, and as much as I love Kevin Smith, I am glad he is in a secondary role on the Batman film at this stage. Oh, yeah. He needs to be the 40,000-foot view guy, the big vision, the, yeah. the guiding. And, and the, the guy who can swoop in and say, that character wouldn't do that. Right, mm-hmm. right. But not... And, and, you know, don't and write again, the dialogue, but say here's you know, the, 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 keep the characters true to themselves. As much as I said, I, I had faith that Ben Affleck would do a good job. I definitely have faith in him as a director. Yes, mm-hmm. 
He's I don't know how you can. Argo. He's directed yeah. some great movies. He has sure. done some damn good. He has, he has proven himself. Uh, the town. The, the all. Yeah, town. Uh, the Argo. I mean, he's mm-hmm. he's shown he knows what he's doing. Uh, in that regard, I think with Kevin Smith there, really it comes down to can can they get some good writers in, and hopefully they'll yeah they'll have a, a again, complete you, movie. You do have a good writer in the form of Kevin Smith, as far as you look at the sure. comic books he's written. His turn on Green Lantern, uh, not Green Lantern, mm-hmm. on uh, Green Arrow was freaking right. awesome. Yeah, no, and I think I think he'll add to it a lot as well. So I mean, he has to bring the team together, but if. Affleck's heading it, I together. think, and Warner Brothers seems to be like very confident in it, so I don't think there's going to be much issue there. So I, I think it has a really good chance of doing well, and I think they Warner Brothers now needs that. They need Wonder Woman and Batman to kind of set reset the playing field a little bit before they figure out what the next move is in terms of the Justice League. And they need they just need a good story. They need someone to write <laughs> just a good, good story. story. And unfortunately, the early indications are their big reveal of the super secret cool thing they're going to do in Justice League that they haven't been talking about. Green Lantern. <gasps> oh, wow. Ah, cool. Yippee freaking do. Um that that failed because that was supposed to be the first big DC movie, and that was supposed to be the one that set their th- that was supposed to be their Iron Man. Yeah, we saw how that turned out. Well, again, story. Yeah, it just turned story. out to be a Bad very story. formulaic by the numbers origin story. Yeah. So I'm wondering. I'm, I'm curious to see if they managed to tempt Ryan Reynolds back to replace yeah. the role. That would be kind <laughs> of awesome, actually. He's. <laughs> <laughs> Eh. You have him play it totally ironically. He's like, "Hi, I'm I'm here," and have him kind of be like the the Green Lantern from Justice League War of the Me Too, Me Too, and we'll see. Uh, I, what I, I what I want to see is the alien ship crashed and the dude like holding the ring to hand it out, and like Deadpool walks up and is like, "Nope," <laughs> and just walks away. <laughs> and then whoever is actually playing Green Lantern comes along. Yep, that gets would the be ring. fantastic. That would be awesome. <laughs> okay, so. All right. Yeah, all of our fears, sadly, largely yeah. came true. Yep. Um, better luck next time. Please don't stop trying. DC, you have some wonderful, beautiful, heart-wrenching, emotionally in, in, engrossing stories in your vault. I want to see those brought to the masses. We've talked on the show before about the wonderful secret that we as comic book fans have of this treasure trove of, of wonderful stories that we want to share with the rest of the world. So we've had the wonderful experience lately of now everybody knows why Deadpool is so awesome. We've known that forever. Now lots of other people know. Um, I actually found him more awesome in the movie than I ever did. No, movie. I thought he was way. Yeah. <laughs> there was there was a, a bit of Deadpool from uh, All New X Men. Yeah, there was actually a Deadpool from the future who came back. Really well written. Yeah, <laughs> he wasn't like, he wasn't a lot in there, but he was in there. And his interplay with Logan was freaking awesome. Right. Um, he, but he yeah. just in the comics he he straddles the line between like oh that's funny to like oh that's kind of that's so bad he, he will go so dumb. over the th- like Howard yeah. the Duck levels of yeah. slapstick whereas that I think I don't in like the movie him. they kept him they walked that line beautifully in the realm of like just being hilarious yeah so uh, anyways all right it's late it is late <laughs> let's wrap this up yep so 
You have been listening to Casually Hardcore Live on AlphaGeekRadio.com. <sighs> Hopefully we'll have legions upon legions of awesome television, direct to Netflix, direct to Hulu, direct to Amazon, and movies to talk about in the future. This just wasn't one of them. Nope. Until next well, time. It was something to talk about. It was definitely <laughs> something to talk about and to dissect and see. It was an autopsy. This was an autopsy. Yes. In fact, I've just chosen the episode title Autopsy. Right. Mm-hmm. I have been no wise. I have been Dexa. And I've been Grail. And depressingly, we are out of here. Bye bye, radio people.